and uh, I'm excited to share a little bit of your story and your wisdom. Um, I'd like to give uh, a little bit of your background. So tell us just a bit, you know, where you grew up, uh, kind of your educational journey, what you studied, um, and and sort of where you've landed in in your career. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll try and make that short, uh, <laughs> right? Because uh, you know I've been a lot of places and you know, sometimes I uh, have people ask me if I'm uh, running some from something or chasing it, and I, I say definitely don't think I'm running from anything, but definitely chasing. Um, you know, I grew up in Northwest Indiana and grew up in a little community uh, by the name of Wanata. And uh, if you don't know what Wanata uh, is, it it's an Indian name that stands for knee deep in mud. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that I ever felt like I was knee-deep in mud, but uh, I definitely was in a small town where everybody knew everybody, and uh, that was a good thing for me. I, I really enjoy people, and I uh, was fortunate to, uh, to come through my small high school, and I was one of three out of our class of about 45 that decided to go on to college and, uh, and ended up at Manchester. Uh, and... Uh, yep. For those of you listening uh, to the Grace podcast, it wasn't Grace, uh, but ended up at Manchester, thought I was going to study uh, computer science, and uh, ended up after one class realizing that really wasn't uh, everything I thought it was going to be, and uh, ended up in an accounting finance path instead. Uh, met my wife there, Debbie, and uh, was really, really blessed to uh, get my education, uh, find a bride, and, and then eventually launch into a, a career uh, into public accounting. It was my start, and we've been in a lot of different places. I, I would say the, um, the accounting and finance um, discipline that I, I studied was, was certainly what got me the, the start, um, but just my curiousness of business uh, is also what uh, what's really led us in a lot of different paths, um, and again, I would I would just say that um, you know I'm fortunate to get you know to the point where I I left the community that I was a part of. Not not um, suggesting it would have been a bad thing if I had ended up there for a lifetime, but but it really allowed me to uh, to just you know go see the world, and you know we've we've been fortunate. We've moved. I've moved 14 times. Debbie's really? moved 13 times. <laughs> yeah, um, we've gone as far as Scotland, uh, as you may rem- yeah. uh, remember, and uh, we've also kind of blanketed the Midwest uh, with some jobs in uh, Michigan, um, Chicago, as well as Minnesota. Um, I've mostly been in, in orthopedics and medical devices um, throughout my career in finance capacities, but also have done some automotive uh, supply work. I've done foundry work. Um, was at a landscape tool business here locally, um, and uh, also spent a, a couple short years out in uh, Manhattan, New York, with um, Steinway uh, Musical Instruments. You've you've really done it all. That's for for <laughs> sure. One of the things I think is fascinating about you. Um, is I'm not sure people would guess accounting finance meeting you because you're a people person. I mean, you are, you are an extrovert and you love investing in people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd be interested to know just how has that worked in your career? This, this hard skill of, you know, finance, accounting, business mind, but really 
you are first and foremost, at least from my perception, a people person. Yeah, well, you, first of all, you're right on. And, and you know, I want to just give credit where credit's due. My, my parents were very influential in who I am and, and what I'm all about. Certainly God made me, but uh, my father was the, the real influence. And my father, again, in this small town, didn't know a stranger. Uh, everyone knew him, and, and he knew everyone. And, uh, you know, I've really just tried to emulate that uh, in a lot of ways throughout my business career. It, it served me well. My father was... Um, he was he was a remarkable man, and my my dad's been gone um, for a little over thirty years. Uh, we lost him at a very early age to esophageal carcinoma. Um, but my dad would find just the I would say the the lowliest of lowly jobs that people were doing, and if they were doing a good job, he would make sure that he went out of his way to tell them that. And uh, and as a result, he would just strike up relationships and and conversations that that were just phenomenal to me. And and I, I don't know that when I was a kid, I appreciated it as much as I do now looking back and, and trying to emulate him. And and in, in some small way, um, I, I think it, it was a resemblance. You, you think about the way that, that Jesus, you know, went around and, and met people. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of similarity. My, my father was not a, a deeply... Um, Churched uh, man, um, he he had a relationship with the Lord, and I know he he you know sits at the um, the side of of him, but um, but I I just think about how my dad again would uh, tell stories, he'd he'd connect with people, and and again that's what fuels me. Uh, I love accounting, um, you know. I think if you you cut me deep enough, I'm a numbers guy through and through. <laughs> uh, and that's where I probably resort to in my weakest moments is to you know what do the numbers say. But, um, but again, I, I do love people, and, and I think relationships um, matter in so many ways. I, I think that um, if you're trying to do anything, you know, whether it be business, um, uh, personal, uh, spiritual, I think that relationships are where it all roots to. I wanna I wanna dig in on that a little bit because that's that's kind of how we get to Grace College, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is relationships. So, tell us a little bit about kind of your first entrees into learning about grace, getting connected to grace, even yeah. prior to being a board member. And I know we're going back a few years yeah. here, but yeah. but how did what happened? How did that happen? Yeah. You know, how did you get connected here? You know, it's, it's interesting. Again, I'll try to make it fairly succinct, but I, re- I remember when we moved into this community, um, you know, grace, I knew where grace was. And, and to be quite frank and honest, you know, grace was was kind of portrayed as a as a it's its own place. Uh, you'd come to the four-way stop there in Winona, and and you just kind of knew that you know that's where you were supposed to stop. But um, you know, somebody that that I think really helped to change all that was Dr. Manahan, and I, I had the good fortune of of meeting Dr. Manahan uh, relatively early in my career. Um, you know, he, he's such a phenomenal guy, and. You know, what I remember uh, us giving Dr. Manahan a hard time about is he knew he had this orthopedic um, capital right here in his backyard of, of Grace College and a great place to deploy students or, or engage students, you know, in their academic journeys. And, and we, we joked because he was always trying to herd the cats, uh, is what we called them, and, and make relationships inside these orthopedic companies that um, competed with one another, you know, on a day in a day out basis. But we all lived here in this same community. And so I, I really believe that, that he was instrumental in opening the, uh, the doors or opening the, uh, um, 
the roadways, if you will, to 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 be a part of, of Grace College. And and so, you know, Dr. Manahan asked me at one point, um, well, I, I guess the first step was to become part of the orthopedic scholar um, program and, and help develop the curriculum around that. And and I was happy. that was in the business school mainly, right? So it was kind of students who were interested in orthopedics, getting sort of uh, yeah. prepped and ready as an undergrad to enter. Yeah, that's into exactly orthopedics. right. And and again, it was a natural, right? The, you have the uh, the businesses right here that they could feed into and be a part of. And again, to Dr. Manhan's credit, they they saw the the opportunity associated with that. Um, so I helped develop that curriculum, and eventually that led to an opportunity to uh, uh, to be invited on to the board. And I remember pretty distinctly, um, I share this all the time, that he, the day he asked me was the day after I had decided that uh, we were going to move our family to Scotland. And uh, so I wanted to be full disclosure, and I said, well, I'd need for you to know that I'm, I'm really, you know, just deeply humbled for the ask, but we're going to be moving abroad, and uh, thinking that would deter him. And without any hesitation, uh, to his credit, he immediately said, well, we're looking for global representation as well. <laughs> and uh, so the match was made, and, you know, that, that set me on a, a journey of, you know, 15 years um, that I spent on the board. And... I remember those early years, the board was comprised of, a, of you know, a lot of pastors, a very different makeup than, than maybe what exists today. We still have pastors on the board, but, but it's not in the, the same um, percentage relationship. You know that as well mm-hmm. as anybody, but um, it, it exposed me in a different way to how you know, different folks think, but just the, uh, the learnings that I had early on. It, it reminds me of a lot of times you hear people say that they're going to go on a mission trip because they're going to they're going to give something and they end up getting more than they gave and i i really would say that in a lot of ways you know while 15 years on the board was a long long time um i i really feel like i i probably got as much if not more than i ever gave uh, mm-hmm. in that capacity uh, i want to talk uh, you know about your board service and uh, some of what you um both gained in, in some of what you gave as well, some of the highlights from that. But I'd, I'd also be interested just to talk about uh, in your own, you know, professional journey, you know, what has it looked like? And because I know you've done this with many students and alumni uh, to to connect with them and sort of uh, why and how, because um, I think you have this unique gift of finding um, maybe Diamonds in the rough, if you want to call it that, or just uh, those you see with potential, and and seeking them out for relationship, and then um, and then elevating them. Yeah. And, and I, I want to hear from you, like you know, why, and then and then how do you go about that? If somebody else wanted to emulate that, what would that look like? And then if you have a story or two mm-hmm. of someone yeah. uh, that is grace related. Um, I'd love to hear that as well. I'd, I'd like to dig into that part of what you do. Well, first of all, thanks for the uh, the, the kind words. Um, you know, it, it's again, it's always humbling to uh, to hear people talk about you in, in positive ways. Uh, you know, I I consider what I do, like I say, just trying to live out. You know, what what my my earthly father and my heavenly father would expect of me. But um, it it is a it. It's something that drives me. It's something that fuels me to to make a connection with somebody. And you know, there's 
There are a lot of words I think that you could use to describe it, but I think the word that I I become you know, I've become more um, acclimated with is is empathy. And you know, I work for Ambassador today, and and you know, before I joined Ambassador, I I think I used to believe that empathy and sympathy might have been the you know synonyms, and and they're very different. Um, and and I I won't go into a great you know Webster dictionary definitional difference, but I I think. Showing empathy is a is the way that I connect with folks, and that is to really try and lean in to the conversation, to listen with all my intent of of understanding what it is that they're going through or what it is that their 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 life may entail. Um, and you know, God's blessed me with a lot of different um, experiences myself. So being able to to try and put myself in that situation, or maybe know of a situation that's similar to theirs, and then to to figure out if there's something that I might have to offer to the relationship that that can help them. Um, and again, it's 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 so interesting when you think you're helping someone when it comes bouncing right back to you, and in spades and maybe more, um, and that they help you even even further. Mm. Um, and so that, that drives me, I, I would say, um, coming from a small community, it, it's probably also in my mind and ingrained that um, there were a lot of folks that, that I grew up around that um, they were far more likely to, uh, to be successful and, and talented um, than, than, than I have been blessed to, uh, to go on and, and do some things with. But um, I think I had people that invested in me that that helped me achieve what what I've been able to uh, to achieve, and and so it's a way of trying to pay it forward. Sometimes I think that's also something that that is on my mind. Um, and then I would also say that you know I I had the really good fortune um, back at Manchester, my alma mater, to uh, to have the opportunity to uh, to room with a black man and. Um, it was my first real exposure to a minority situation, and uh, and my eyes were opened immensely mm-hmm. as to what his life entailed, um, being a minority on the campus of Manchester at that time. But more importantly, even you know in the community that we were a part of, and to to walk alongside of Rodney, um, the way that I got the chance to do. And to see some of the things that I, I recall, you know, the words profiling come to my mind of, of the way that he lived his life sometimes, it, it just changed me forever to, to think about when I go into a room, is there somebody that I see that, that potentially maybe doesn't look like they um, belong or fit? And, and it's not because their skin color doesn't make them belong, it's just everybody else in the room is is a different skin color or everybody else is a different gender um, or ethnicity and and so trying to make them feel part of of what's going on and and it's you know it's the word inclusion that we all talk about these days so that's a long way around the barn uh, drew I'll, I'll finish by saying that um, you know my education at Manchester was outstanding um, but my education throughout my career has just opened and exposed me to so many things, and it's given me an opportunity to to be around a lot of really talented people. Um, you know, if I can encourage anybody um, to do anything, it's you know put yourself out there, but also I would encourage you to um, 
to really think about what it is the the other person might be experiencing and, and try and put yourself in those shoes and um, and again have empathy for 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 that individual hmm. um, I think it you know it, it'll make the world a different place clearly if if we all thought about it in, in that fashion yeah can you think of a uh, um, a story of a, a student um, or a young professional who graduated from Grace that you've had the opportunity yeah. to kind of invest in and then sort of seeing them go on to, and I know there's yeah. a lot of them, so I'm making you pick one. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's what makes me anxious, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I can think of, you know, so many, and, and I, I think rather than, you know, pick one and, and have somebody say, well, why didn't he, he pick me? <laughs> I, I'm just going to say that, that what, what's been, I think, the same in each of the instances is I've always felt that the uh, the table stakes were covered when it came to hiring or, or finding people at Grace. And what I mean by that is honesty and integrity and, and really strongly valued. I just knew that that, that, was, that was the uh, the table stakes of entry. Um, and that's not to say that every student that arrives at Grace immediately has all of those things when they arrive here. But I'm pretty darn confident that by the time that they depart here, those are all just naturally ingrained. And so it's, it's made it easier for me to be able to, to know that when I select um, a candidate to uh, you know, come work and be a part of our team, that, um, that I'm going to have somebody with high integrity and high values and also going to be passionate to serve. Um, and I think that that's something as well. You know, I, I would just say, you know, if you're a listener out there, and I'm not trying to push my faith as much as I am just trying to suggest to people, you know, we're we're here for such a short period of time. Um, you know, you know I, I, I've heard people describe it as it's a mere dot in comparison to the um, the the line being eternity. Um, but are you doing everything that you can do? Um, during this time or this dot that you're on this earth to, to make a difference? Mm-hmm. And, and are you making a difference in people's lives, making a difference in the kingdom that we're a part of? Um, and that's where I go back again full circle and say, you know, the, the grace um, students that I've hired over the years, they, they haven't had all the answers when they come to an organization, but I've watched them lean in and engage. And then I've just seen so many success stories mm-hmm. that come and uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but you know, I mean, we have some incredible stories um, with our, our Grace alum, and I'm fortunate to to be associated with a lot of those folks. Um, you know, either know them or, or you know, in some cases, been fortunate enough to uh, to work alongside and come alongside those mm-hmm. folks. One of the other things I think in this uh, conversation about connecting with people that I, that you uh, have taught me. And I'm interested just to hear for you how it happens. And that is, you know, the random call from Bob, uh, which which happens. And, you know, yeah. it's kind of like yeah, it could be nine in the morning, could be uh, eight o'clock at night. You know, oh, yeah. Bob's calling and I pick up the phone. You don't, you, there's no agenda. There's no I'm, I'm just calling, checking in. How's it? Do you have like a I mean, is that just, you know as the spirit leads do you have a methodology um because i've i've picked up on that as something i've wanted to emulate and just randomly call people for no reason except for i'm checking in yeah well first of all be reminded i'm an extrovert off the charts (laughs) and so as much as you you might feel like it's really good for you it also puts fuel in my tank so that's a little of the selfish side of me 
But uh, in in all seriousness, um, there there really isn't generally a, a method to my madness. Um, you know, I I would say in the last you know three and a half four years since having been with the ambassador organization and 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 even the time that I spent on the board at Grace. I think that I, I try to be a lot more cognizant of when when God is is sending a signal to me, um, and you know that's easier today with text because you 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 know you see something or contact lists and you know I I would tell you that my my daughter has given me a hard time for for a number of years and say Dad would you clean up your contact list my gosh you know there's <laughs> thousands of names in here how can you keep all this and and I challenge her each and every time to just pick a name. Just pick a name and um, tell me who it is, and let me tell you a story about that person. And and I think that that's what a lot of times will prompt me is you know I'll see a situation or I'll I'll see something that reminds me of someone or a story or or an occurrence that we were together and and did did battle with or you know worked on together. And um, I not only will sometimes just stop and pray for that person, but but for me, it's it's better if I can actually just dial the number. And and the beautiful thing about you know cell phones these days is is you've got your contact list. It doesn't cost you like it used to cost you to to make a phone call. I know many of you in the audience probably don't remember what it was like to put nickels and dimes, <laughs> and and quarters in a payphone. Um, but but it's again, it's just something that uh, each day I try to think about. You know what's going on around me, and and who could I benefit by talking to, and and that's what I would conclude. You know your your question and saying, so often that conversation leads me to thinking about something that I've been thinking about differently or uh, in an additive way, and I think you know we talk a lot of times about being a a learner or a grower rather than a knower, and um, you know knowers you know are usually pretty pretty closed off as to, you know, how much higher they think that they can go because uh, they think they've already reached it. And, you know, we we really desire to surround ourselves by learners and growers. And, and that's generally what I've probably been um, attracted to along mm-hmm. the way as well. Uh, thank you. I mean, that has been, that's a great just reminder of, you know, as, as the Spirit brings someone to mind, pray for them, certainly. Mm-hmm. But uh, a better next step is even just to Call them or text them and just say, "Hey, no, you came to mind." Um, just I can't tell you how many times, Drew, that I've I've made that call, and uh, you know, first of all, we pick up right where we left off. It, it could have been you know eight years ago, ten years ago, three weeks ago, but we pick up right where we left off and and carry on. But it just seems like more often than not, before that conversation ends, the the person says, "I'm so glad you called," and um, and I feel the same. And I just feel like we both went away um, energized in a different way to uh, to take on what's next. Hmm. Well, you're uh, you're here because you received the honorary alum of the year award. Uh, it's a mouthful, but it's uh, <laughs> it was well deserved, and it, certainly that was because of your investment in people, but also board service. Fifteen years on the board, and there's always kind of this mystery behind like board of trustees. You know, <laughs> um, well, what is that? And and you mentioned getting so much out of it, so. Uh, maybe just give a little bit of overview of, you know, what is the board? Um, you know, what was your particular involvement with the board? Um, and then, and then I'll ask a little bit about what you learned in the process. Yeah, well, I, 
I'm guessing a lot of the listeners have heard the term board uh, before. And, you know, boards by and large are, I think, the same, you know, no matter, you know, whether they're overseeing a church or overseeing a large corporation, they have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that the business is conducted in accordance with, you know, whatever the uh, um, the articles are, uh, articles of incorporation or the bylaws. And, um, and they also have a... a, a a big responsibility to uh, to make sure that the leader of that organization is performing in the manner that um, that that the uh, the organization is well represented. Um, so today, you know, the the Grace Board I think is still a, a composition of, of thirty folks, um, and you know, the the various comp- various people that comprise the board today. Um, really varies in, in an immense way. I mean, you know, from clergy to business people to um, lay people, uh, you know, community citizens, um, Grace alums, you know, many of them. But it, it's really a, a melting pot in a lot of ways of a very diverse group um, in its makeup. And, you know, we, we, we certainly, uh, you know, twice a year formally come together and, and do board business but throughout the year, there's also a set of responsibilities that, that we carry out to, you know, continue to represent the college every chance that we get. Um, also, you know, assist you uh, with, with the, uh, uh, the dubious task of, of fundraising. Um, and, and yeah, we need to talk about that, Bob. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. So, so let's be honest, you know, they're, yeah. you know especially, uh, you know, folks that, um, that know what GRACE stands for, they're, there's a great opportunity to uh, to continue to support the uh, the mission of grace, but um, I may be missing the last part of no, your question. No, that's exactly. Yeah. I think it's just helpful for people to even know kind of what is the board and what do they do. Yeah. Um, what what was did you say was kind of some of your particular involvement? Oh, and, right. and I would say maybe I'll add to that highlights too. Yeah. I mean, if you think back over those 15 years, are there a few yeah. you know moments that come to mind um, that were uh, that were highlights for you? Yeah, so being the finance guy, um, you know, I I didn't get to participate on on too many other commissions other than the the business commission, uh, which uh, again makes a lot of sense. Uh, the business commission is it seemed like to uh, often be the one that was um, responsible for a lot of the most or the the highest number of motions and uh, and reviewing financials and you know seeing the uh, uh, the condition of the uh, the organization. So you know we had a. I think a pretty dubious task to uh, um, to always be on on point and, and doing business. The um, the learning for me is, uh, you know, so often I think when I joined the board, I heard you know the phrase that you know God will provide, and you know being the finance person that I am and and seeing the financial picture that that we sometimes are are trying to to think our way through. Um, that that's a that's a monumental task sometimes that that God will provide in trying to decide you know do we or don't we do something that that has some some financial uh, requirement associated with it, and so you know my responsibility was to to offer my wisdom and and my insight into that from from time to time. But I I learned an immense amount um, you know that that God does provide, um, but but God also expects us to. Um, to be responsible, and uh, and so I think sometimes you know boards can maybe get misguided, um, you know, particularly you know, a, a board or an organization that that really is you know faith driven, and and people may just you know lean on the side of saying, oh, you know, God will take care of that. Well, absolutely, God will 
see that it's taken care of. But as stewards, um, we we need to be good stewards. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I I learned a lot about stewardship uh, over the 15 years. But I would say there are a lot of things that we did that that really changed the uh, um, the trajectory of Grace. And, and I would say, you know, there have been things that, that we did that, that probably even helped Grace survive, if, if I could be so bold and, and say that. I, you know, secondary education continues to be challenged in so many ways and, and add another dimension of private, um, you know, Christian uh, secondary education. And, and, um, and you find yet another set of hurdles to, to overcome. And so trying to be creative, trying to think about how we can provide the uh, uh, the education that we do at a rate that families can afford um, that was always something that I think that was near and dear to our hearts mm-hmm. and and so the one thing that sticks out in my mind probably most prevalently is when we we shortened the uh, the duration in which you could you could obtain a degree you know a four-year degree became um, a possibility in three and a master's degree became uh, five became possible in four and um, that that changed the uh, um, it really changed the financial situation for um, the families associated with that, but it also changed inside the uh, the Grace uh, organization as well. And I would look back and very open handedly tell you that I don't know that we had it all right. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, should it have been exactly the way it was priced? You know, maybe we could go back and question it, but. But what I do know is the intent of that was to lessen the burden. And the board at the time was seeing, you know, all kinds of tuition debt being rung rung up by students all across the country or around the world for that matter. Um, And we didn't feel good about that. Hmm. Um, You know, we we didn't want a family or a student to to be burdened with a – uh, a boat anchor of, of debt uh, that was going to be around them um, for, for many years after graduation. And I wouldn't say we alleviated it in its entirety, but I, but I do think that that was a, a real game-changing endeavor. And, you know, credit where credit's due. I think the board had a lot of, of um, input into that, but, but Dr. Kadip was, was really um, very instrumental in that. And, and, and he had to, uh, to convince a faculty to, to change their curriculum. And so I don't want to take anything away from the fact that the, the faculty had to be involved and the administration had to be involved. It, it just, it, it took an all hands on deck um, to to achieve that. Yeah, that was uh, right before I came to Grace. And it is one of those kind of stories that lives in lore of the ability of, you know, Dr. Kadip as, as, as also a very relational guy like you, Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, uh, Dr. Manahan being engaged as, as level-headed and as he is and wise and the board and faculty and just, uh, you know, that kind of, uh, it's innovation, right? But innovation is only as good as execution. And so the ability to pull that off. And when I came, it was always the question of how did they, how, how are they doing that? And then I'm, I don't know why, um, just amazed to see that the board and the faculty and the administration and all, all come together and put that put that together in an innovative way to help students. Well, I don't know if it's appropriate, but I'll, I'll go there and you can edit it out if, if you think it's inappropriate. But um, 
I, I will always remember that um, it, we got the opportunity, Dr. Kadip and, and I traveled down to, uh, to Purdue uh, to, to sit down with Mitch Daniels at the time that um, Mitch was coming into the, uh, the Purdue organization. And, and I think it captured his imagination that, um, wow, you know, Grace has done this. And, uh, and so he wanted to understand how we had achieved what we had achieved. And for those of you that are, are big Mitch Daniel fans like me, uh, I thought that said a lot um, that, that we would get the opportunity to sit down with the Mitch Daniels, former Governor Mitch Daniels, and, and let him hear you know, the things that, uh, that we had taken on. Well, to share my own memory, it wasn't that long ago, maybe I, maybe a year, 18 months ago or so, where we were beginning some new innovative thinking around some partnerships with Purdue, and Dr. Cadep and I got on the, the phone with uh, Mitch Daniels, and he he remembered that interaction, and and that was the reason he was willing to talk to Grace again, is because he knew of Grace as a place that was, you know, uh, firm in its faith and commitments, yet willing and and able to pull off innovative yeah. endeavors. Um, so uh, lots of great memories and doors open. So thank you for for sharing that. Um, what do you feel? Uh, as you've looked back on your your board time, uh, what do you feel makes um, Grace unique from the seat that you sat in as a not a, a formal alum, yeah. uh, but as a, a board member who was engaged because of of the community and the and the people? Yeah, well, I've mentioned Manchester before, and and Manchester still has a, a very special place in my heart, but. Um, I would tell you I, I've not been I've not been everywhere, uh, but but there's never ever been a time that I've been on Grace's campus that I just didn't feel the Holy Spirit at work, and um, you know whether that's through the faculty, whether that's through a, a student encounter, whether that's a, a board meeting, I just always feel like um, you know God is there, and God is with us, and and I think I'm reminded as well, Drew, that. You know, some of my first impressions of being on, on Grace's campus, the, um, the manner in which the students just go about their daily walk. And, and again, I, I know that, that not everybody comes in the same way that they leave, um, but that's the beauty of Grace. Um, and I think that, you know, one of my favorite things, although I, I've not attended, you know, hundreds of them, but chapel is, is just a, a memory that will long, long permeate, um, you know, my, my thinking as it relates to grace. And, and to see, you know, the, the choir, you know, or the, the band going and to see the students, you know, singing and praising the Lord the way that they do, um, inspirational speakers that come in and, and really teach messages but that happens every day in the classroom at Grace College. Mm. And um, again, I, I'm, I'm reluctant to, to, um, to call out a, a particular professor, but I, I, I'd probably be remiss if I didn't because he's been so instrumental in helping me find um, you know, really great, great um, students to, uh, to, to hire, and that's you know, Prof. Stichter. Dr. Stichter, um, I, I've I've watched him. I've marveled at the way that that every every class starts with a prayer. Every class is is got um, you know some biblical aspect to it, and and he is constantly teaching um, with the Bible in mind and and bringing to life the Bible through the way in which these students are going to go out and 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 live their lives. 
uh, and and presumably also work in in the businesses and the organizations they become a part of. And I know that again, you know, Dr. Stichter's not the only one that does that. I, I know that that permeates this campus, and and to me, that's a real differentiating mm. factor. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that, Bob. That was uh, really well said. I love that line of, um, you know, we all. Uh, come different than we leave, and isn't that what grace is? Absolutely. Um, amen to that. Uh, congratulations on being uh, alum of the year, and uh, I, I'm also just so thankful that you're continuing to stay engaged as um, even a post-board member <laughs> life, um, and we are thankful for that as well, and thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh you know, it's a real pleasure. I, I talk about, you know, stopping at that four-way stop, um, you know, when I first got here. Now now I can't wait to get through it and uh, and to drive around campus. Um, the campus, by the way, is beautiful. I mean, the, the things that have gone on, um, you know, in the 15 or plus years that I've been associated with Grace and and now the new cafeteria, I mean, we, our dining hall, I, I forget what the actual, you know, formal terminology is, but it's really exciting to uh, to see the the things that have that have happened over the the last many years, and you know I just I trust and pray that uh, that God has a a, a big big um, dream as to uh, you know what's going to continue to uh, to happen here. Amen. Well, thank you, Bob, and thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to, for Dr. Wally Brath providing our music today, and also to Ryan and Rick for being our producers. If you could like or share this wherever you retrieved it from, we would be so appreciative. Until next time, live your best grace story today.